Our scripture lesson for today comes from Genesis chapter 25, but my sermon will include much of that story in it, so we are not going to read the text, but I'm going to invite you to imagine with me as we enter into Jacob's life today. My name is Jacob, the ankle grabber, and I want to tell you a story about me and my brother Esau, a story that goes back to before we were born. You see, my brother and I were twins, and as we grew up, whenever my mother found us fighting, she would always say, I shouldn't be surprised. You two wrestled even when I was pregnant with you. She said we fought day and night to the point where she barely got any rest. She cried out to the Lord who said to her, two nations are in your womb and two peoples born of you shall be divided. One shall be stronger than the other. The elder shall serve the younger. Esau was born first, but I wasn't far behind him. In fact, I was born grasping his ankle, and that's what my name means, ankle grabber. I grew into my name. You might not realize that ankle grabber is another way of saying somebody who trips up another. It's another way of saying trickster. Well, I had to be a trickster because Esau was always stronger. He was better at hunting than I was, better at working the fields. I was the quiet one who stayed inside. He was the one out hunting. I knew that if I was going to be getting ahead, I'd have to be clever. I first realized it would work when I was cooking up a stew one day and my brother came in from the fields He was very hungry and asked for some of the stew. I told him he could have some if he gave me his birthright. He was the firstborn after all. I'm starving to death, he said. What good is a birthright? Nevertheless, I made him swear to me before I gave him anything to eat. I couldn't believe how quickly and easily he agreed to the bargain. That was when I knew my name fit me. That was when I knew I could trip people up with my cunning. I'd like to say that I felt some regret with this realization, but I didn't. I had gotten what I wanted, and that's all that mattered. A few years later, when my father was getting old and could barely see anymore, he told my brother to go hunting and fix his favorite dinner. After that, he said he would bestow his blessing upon Esau. When my mother heard this, she remembered that prophecy the Lord had given before we were born. The younger shall serve the older. God had said so, and my mother decided that she was going to make that happen. So she told me she would prepare the meal, and I would bring it to my father. But Esau is hairy, I said. Surely father will know the difference between us. My mother told me to put on Esau's clothes, and she covered my my hands and my neck in goat furs. Esau was very, very hairy. I brought the meal to my father, and I imitated Esau's voice as best I could. Father, I said, who are you? He asked. He looked so frail in that moment, hunched over alone in his room, his eyesight all but gone. Without hesitation, I replied, I'm Esau, your son. Now please eat this food that I've brought you. My father seemed suspicious. How did you get here so quickly? He asked. The Lord your God granted me success, 
I said. I said this with barely a thought to the name I had just invoked. The Lord, Adonai. I'd never seen or experienced God, but I knew that the name meant so much to my father. I knew it would convince him. He asked me to get closer to him, and he felt my hands. Are you really Esau, he said. Again, without hesitation, I replied, yes, I am. And so my father blessed me. Be Lord over your brother, he said. Blessed be anyone who blesses you, and cursed be anyone who curses you. Even though I'd been tricking people most of my life by that point, I still couldn't quite believe I had gotten away with it. But I had. My father's blessing was mine. My heart was pounding as he finished his meal. As usual, Esau had taken his time in the field. By the time he got to my father, the blessing had been given. I had taken his birthright and now his blessing. I told myself it was just who I was. I hated it, but it was part of me, and there was nothing I could do. When Esau found out I had gotten the blessing, he flew into a rage. Ankle grabber is the perfect name for him, he said. He's tricked me twice now. He took away my birthright, and now he's taken away my blessing. It was then that my brother started plotting to kill me. A birthright is irreplaceable, and a blessing is priceless, and I had taken both from my brother. All my father could do was to say to Esau wearily, you will serve your brother. Soon enough, my mother found out Esau's plans, so she came to warn me. She sent me away to live with my uncle Laban while I waited for my brother's anger to subside. Just before I left, my father called me in to see him. I was worried that he would be angry, but mostly he just looked tired. He told me to take a wife when I arrived at my uncle's, and then he said, May God Almighty give to you the blessing of Abraham so that you and your offspring will be blessed. Now, Abraham was my grandfather, and everyone said he spoke to God face to face. And God made this promise to him. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. My father knew he might never see me again, and so he needed to pass on this blessing from his own father. It hadn't come true in Abraham's lifetime. It hadn't come true in my father's lifetime. But perhaps, my father thought, it would come true in mine. I was young and foolish. I was an ankle grabber, and I didn't pay much attention. I left that night, and I didn't know if I'd ever come back. On my way to my uncle's, I met the Lord for the first time. As I slept one night, I dreamed of a ladder reaching up towards heaven and angels coming down and going back up on it. And God spoke to me and said, Jacob, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. I woke from that dream in awe, but I still wanted to be in charge. So I set the terms. If you, O Lord, will be with me, and if you will keep me in this way that I go, and if you will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear, and if I come again to my father's house in peace, then you shall be my God. And of all that you give me, I will surely give you 
uh, one-tenth. If, if, if. Even in my first encounter with the Lord of my ancestors, I thought I should be able to get the upper hand. After a difficult journey, I arrived at my uncle's house, and I eventually ended up marrying Rachel and Leah, and the Lord gave us children. I had never been interested in tending fields or raising livestock, but at that point I had no choice. I had to work, so I worked in the fields for Laban. After my son Joseph was born, I realized I had to start thinking of how I'd provide for my family and not just help my uncle get richer and richer. It took me a while, but eventually I came up with another trick, a scheme to get most of my uncle's livestock. Once again, I lived up to my name, and once again, something felt wrong. But before long, we had all we needed, and I shoved those feelings deep down inside me. But my scheming came at a price. Laban's sons were beginning to grumble against me, saying I'd taken what was rightfully theirs. I had no idea what they might do to me. The Lord appeared to me in my dreams and told me what I had already begun to suspect, that it was time for me to return home. I gathered my family together, and for the second time in my life, I fled before anything could happen to me. I ran from my adversary. Unfortunately, I knew I was running back in the direction of my brother, Esau, and I had no idea how he felt about me. Many years had passed, but as far as I knew, he still wanted me dead. In order to get a sense for how Esau might receive me, I sent messengers ahead of me to let them know that I was coming, and he sent his message back. He was coming with 400 of his own men. I did everything I could think of to keep my family safe. I divided them into two camps so that if he chose to attack one, the other might escape with their lives. I sent gifts of livestock ahead of us, livestock that I had tricked Laban into giving me. I thought my brother might meet the peace offering and perhaps change his mind. Finally, I even sent my wives and children ahead of me so that he would meet them and see that they needed me. I was still thinking like a trickster, still trying to outsmart him. I hadn't changed, but I wanted him to think that I had. That night I stayed on one side of the river as everyone else went ahead of me. I thought I was alone, but in the middle of the night, with no warning, someone attacked me out of the darkness. We wrestled all night. Sometimes I had the upper hand, sometimes he did but it seemed we were evenly matched. It was a battle of equals, or so I thought. Very near morning, my opponent hit me on the thigh and I screamed out in pain. He'd put it out of joint. Still, I refused to give up and finally he spoke to me saying, let me go, it's almost dawn. I don't know what had gotten into me, but I said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And then he said something that hit me harder than any of the punches that night. He asked, who are you? In that instant, I flashed back to the moment I came to my father for his blessing. And he asked the same question, who are you? When my father asked me, I didn't hesitate. I did what my name said I was meant to do. I tricked him. 
Now this man was asking me who I was, and I did hesitate. I thought of all the years of pain and anguish that lie had caused, all the bad blood between me and my brother, all the running I'd done, and I decided in that moment I wouldn't run anymore. It didn't matter what my name was, I was going to tell the truth. And so I said, I am Jacob, the ankle grabber. I waited, I waited for what he would do next. Of all the things I expected, laughter wasn't one of them, but that's what he did, he laughed. Then he said, you don't have to go by ankle grabber anymore. Instead, you'll be called Israel, God wrestler, because you have wrestled with God and with humans. I thought that was strange, so I asked him, who are you? But he just laughed again. Why is it you ask my name, he said. Before I could answer, he blessed me and was gone. I lay there on the ground as the first rays of dawn came over the horizon, and I knew. I can't tell you who that man was, but somehow I knew that as I wrestled with him, I was wrestling with God as well, the God of my father and grandfather, the God who was sending me back to face the brother I had betrayed. And I was even wrestling with myself, with who I thought I was, the person I'd been told that I was even from the day of my birth. It's been so long, I don't remember the exact words he used as he blessed me, but I was given a blessing. I discovered then and there that God remakes us. God brought me to a place where I couldn't run away. And for the first time in my life, I faced down my adversary. No tricks, no lies. I thought my name had always defined me, but that's not the truth. God defines us and redefines us. God shapes us and reshapes us again and again all our lives long. I stood up from the ground that day, and as I fought the pain in my hip, I went ahead of my family, and I met my brother and his 400 men. And the most shocking thing happened. He forgave me. He forgave me, and we went home together to be a family again. And when my father died, my brother and I buried him together. I think that's the blessing of Abraham. In you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. I remember how fiercely my brother and I fought, how deeply we wounded one another. And yet, God brought us back together and healed those wounds. I spent a great deal of my life scheming and manipulating others. I even tried to manipulate the Lord. But after that night, when I wrestled with whoever it was, after that night, I knew that I didn't have to be Jacob. I didn't have to be the ankle grabber. There was nothing I could do, but there was something God could do. Through the grace of the Lord and by God's power, I received a new name, Israel, God wrestler. I've passed that name on to my children and on to their children's children's children and on to you. We are a people who wrestle with God until every family on the earth 
is blessed. And I trust the promise. I trust the promise that God will take the parts of this world that are bent and broken and will turn them into something that is beautiful. Amen.